Hey, hello, how are you? Welcome to Elton Reads a Book a Week. Jesus. Welcome to Elton Reads a Book a Week, the only podcast capable of seamlessly converting books into manicure tears. That's a real thing. I'm serious. Look it up. It's fucking terrifying. Manicores, that is. The tear. I mean, tears are fine. They're tears. They're salty. Countdown for blast off. X minus five, four, three, two, X minus one, fire. My name is Elton, and I read a book a week. The book I'm offering up this time is titled Who I Am by Pete Townsend. It's a wonderful book. I'll give you two guesses about who it's about, but I think you only need one. It's about Pete Townsend from the band The Who. Solo artist. Guitar extraordinary. My God, did I just say extraordinary? Guitar extraordinaire. Yeah. But took you two guesses. You should go get checked out. I don't know what to tell you. You get some kind of brain damage going on. I don't know. See a doctor. Who is Pete Townsend, you ask suspiciously? Well, guitarists and old people know who he is. As for the rest of you that aren't either of those things, keep listening. He did a lot of cool shit like drugs, lots and lots of motherfucking drugs. He drank his way through a successful musical career. And he was also, you know, almost arrested for kitty porn. So I'm sure you can learn something because infotainment. Uh, this book is a, it's a fucking egotistical romp through the self-centered land of Pete Townsend that begins with, actually begins with guitar smashing. Well, a guitar smashing. And then it sprinkles broken down marriages and real estate purchases for some reason in the middle. And then ends with a gross, but supposedly well-meaning pedophile accusation. Well, okay, I might be fudging a little bit of some of that anyway. Anyway, now a disclaimer according to the podcast gods. Uh, it's a big no-no to get personal, you know, even though Mark Marin does it like 15 minutes of his the beginning of his show, every show is him. Regardless, I'm a bit partial to Pete Townsend. I'm not so much a fan as an admirer. The man's got skills, guitar skills. I play guitar, and plus he writes really good fucking music that has influenced a lot of people. The Who came into my worldview when I was a kid, and later when I was uh, searching for retro things to lord over my peers as a unique pop culture find, you know? Um, think ironically old. Isn't that your parents' crap music? Well, yeah, which means it isn't cool anymore, therefore it's cool. Duh, you fuck. You know, it was that kind of thing. The Who would pop up on the radio and TV sometimes. Uh, VH1, back when it was a channel with music and not a dozen shows about Flavor Flav trying to fuck people. My mom even recorded the movie Tommy, which is a movie version of The Who's album of the same name. Uh, she copped it off HBO in an act of defiant piracy. Love you, Mom. Which was cool. So I'd watch that. My most notable Pete Townsend memory was from seeing the... Uh, video cassette. Yeah, VHS tape set of the history of rock and roll. It was a Time Life documentary. It's uh, it's basically like the history of rock and roll laid out, uh, more or less, all the way up until present, or close to it, you know, as close as you could get back then. I loved it. 
And Pete Townsend dropped anecdotes all through that shit in his cocky dickhead rock star style. Uh, his, uh, his opinions, his famous stories about being famous and his rock star buddies. I mean, he name dropped like it was going to make his taxes lower and cocaine cheaper. And all the while, he acted like it was none of your fucking business anyway. I like that motherfucker ever since. So when I got a hold of this book, I read it cover to cover and discovered the Pete Townsend I thought I liked and then some with an even heavier dose of prick, you know, thrown in for good measure. It's full of uh, it's full of him in a way that I'd like to imagine only Pete Townsend could write. So I finished it and tossed out a tweet, you know, maybe it was an Instagram, uh, whatever they're called. I mean, is that what people picture Insta? Are those just Instagrams? Because I kind of think Telegram, it's going to somebody specific. But Instagrams, whatever it's called, had a picture of the book on it, uh, saying that I thought this would make a pretty good movie because, you know, cocaine, drugs, a little pedophilia thrown in. Okay, that's gross. But, you know, rock star, smashing guitars, all that's good. I thought this would make a pretty good movie. And like most of my Twittergrams, it was ignored by the entirety of the internet. However, uh, apparently I have a few fans I didn't know about. I mean, who would? Because uh, it caught the attention of a nefarious character uh, trolling for Pete Townsend info. Long story short, I was abducted and or kidnapped or summoned, apparently. Don't worry. I'm fine. I escaped. Don't freak out or call somebody. It's just fucking weird, man. Anyway, luckily... He liked the podcast enough to bring along my uh, stupid recording shit and let me record a little bit, which is ill-advised, if anything. He's, he wasn't really good at what he did. I did a little editing and used it for content because you should always be making content, so I'm told. I told you it was weird. I'm weird. Pete Townsend is weird. Here. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Great, I said out loud, shaking off the mental cobwebs that accompany a blackout. They tend to gather after being unconscious. Yet another billionaire has knocked me out and taken me to a poorly lit, dirty-ass warehouse in an attempt to give me all of his money, I exclaimed to the darkened void before me. This has never happened before, of course, but they say that in situations where you wake up in a strange place tied to a chair with your hands behind your back, it's... Best not to panic, and it's said think positive, right? I mean, what's more positive than the billionaire giving you all his money? Better still, what's better than something like that happening more than once? Who are you talking to? Said a voice coming from what sounded like a thousand-year-old PA system. Why are you doing that? The mysterious voice inquired. See, you're still doing it. Why are you narrating? disembodied voice said, Stop that! He screamed. Stop! Sorry, I could be kind of a dick in my dreams. A dream? This isn't a dream. You're tied to a chair in a warehouse. You've been... You narrated your own dreams? Only the weird ones. Like this one. 
This is it. Never mind. Welcome, Elton of Elton Reads a Book a Week, to your doom. That was poorly worded. Your wonder. I'll start over. Welcome to your doom, Elton Reads a Book. Uh, almost. Elton from Elton Reads a Book. closer. Silence! You must be asking yourself why. Why you? Why here? In this place? To face your doom. Rhyming. Nice. Actually, I'm asking myself why. Why not a cushioned chair? A chair is just a chair, but everyone knows the real difference. The only one that counts is the softness. This isn't soft. This is ass-torturing, unsoft metal, man. If you're going to drug someone into a semi-coma or whatever, at least spring for fucking hell. Tape a pillow to the fucking... Quiet, you. You weren't drugged. And your comfort is irrelevant. I have summoned you. Drugged and kidnapped. Summoned. Not drugged. I require information. Information which I am told you are privy to. And you will meet your doom after divulging. You didn't drug me? What the fuck? How? And information that only I have? Someone lied to you, sir. (laughs) You were extracted from your home while you slept. It just so happens you sleep like a corpse. An obnoxious, snoring mouth agape corpse. As for your information, you told me yourself. What? You announced it on the Instagram account bearing your podcast name. Betrayed by my own podcast account, Instagram, you sexy social media vixen. Which can be followed at Elton Reads a Book a Week. That's all one word. Your Instagram account too, imbecile. Yeah, 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 Mr. Kidnapper. You'll have to be more specific as to what you want. I put up lots of shit. Though, not as much as I'd like. I, I do really need to get back into that, don't I? You are forcibly summoned. Idiot. I require all the information you've gathered on Peter Townsend. Pete. I want to kill you so badly. Pete, yes. Pete Townsend. Per your posting on Instagram, you've recently read Pete Townsend's autobiography titled Who I Am. It holds the information I require. So, okay, so, so, so wait a minute. Just so I'm straight on this. You've abducted me, so I've figured out so far what the uh, restraints and all. You're holding me hostage and are threatening me with doom for information about Pete Townsend. Information that you could have searched for on the internet in like fucking seconds. Really? Well, yeah, now that you say that. No, no, shut up! I'll explain, and while I do, feel free to quiver in fear, feverishly contemplating your tortured end. I, a criminal mastermind such as myself, knows better than to openly search for things that can be traced back to him upon the later investigations of his crime. Instead, I've chosen to forcibly summon you here for multiple reasons. They are, you have the information I require, and you won't be missed. You're an insignificant internet nobody. Should I have taken someone of note, like an expert or Pete Townsend himself, my ability to execute my plot in the shadows unhindered would ultimately be compromised. Or, at the very least, the possibility of discovery would be increased more than I desire. 
No, my exquisite planning shan't be ruined by a pedestrian misstep. No. You will divulge your trope of Pete Townsend data, and I will dispose of you. Then, I'll use it to dismantle this wretched city to its abhorrent core. It's a shame you won't survive this ordeal to see the wondrous plot I've devised to bring the entire city crashing into a ruined, smoldering heap. So this is a kidnapping, then? Frost summoning! Listen, I highly doubt the authorities have flagged searches for Pete Townsend for criminal activity. So this whole... thing you have going on here is a bit overkill, man. Uh, that aside, though, please, continue. When they see what I've done with it, they will scour the internet endlessly for any scrap that will lead to me. Them and the rest of the wretched masses will marvel in the aftermath of their world torn asunder by what I unleash upon them. Using Pete Townsend? Yes. No. I've chosen to use Pete Townsend's information as the basis for a series of clues in the form of a question or statement intentionally phrased so as to require ingenuity in ascertaining its answer or meaning. So, riddles. Yes, but no, 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 not mere riddles, buffoon. My clues will require ingenuity to discover their true meaning. Riddles. Stop this infernal interruption or I will end you now. Thank you. You're welcome, Mr. Riddles. You're... That is not my name. My name is irrelevant, as you'll soon be too dead to use it. The use of Pete Townsend is the focal point for my puzzling clues. Riddles. Will divert the attention of the authorities away from my true intentions. It's just one of my many ingenious diversions I've enlisted to disguise the many facets of my plan. A plan to bring the city to its knees. Unfortunately, I'm not well-versed on Pete Townsend. Question. Why not choose a subject you are well-versed on, Riddles? Shut your face, Cretan! I like a challenge. One does not give oneself over to criminal pursuits for the ease of which the ill-gotten fruits are gained. My name is... Not riddles. Actually, I'd say that's exactly why crimes are committed. Why earn when you can steal? Am I right, riddles? Um, see, I keep saying what? So, okay, so what is your name anyway? It's none of your concern. Come on. It's none of your... It's going to be dead soon anyway, right? It's Quandarian. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Okay. Are you sure it's not Quadrophinian? What? <laughs> Quadrophenia, it's the Who's sixth album. You know, the band that Pete... You know what, never mind. Let's just get this over with. I'm in, Quantico. What do you want to know about Pete Townsend? My name isn't... You... Well, okay, I I thought I might have to explain the time-release poison you've been injected with ahead of schedule. Excuse me? Pete Townsend. The beginning... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Pete Townsend was a World War II baby that was born into a bad marriage. His parents were just not a good fit and a little bit wacky. Dad was a musician that wasn't around much. So much so that he was off in Germany when Pete was born. Interesting. Proceed. Okay. He was handed off to his crazy grandmother named Denny when he was little. Basically, it took a parental group effort to fuck Pete Townsend up for the rest of his life. 
Doesn't it always? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, his grandmother seemed to get the most in with her crazy strict antics and weird shit. Some possibly perverted things with strangers, too. Uh, the ones she invited into her apartment that Pete Townsend literally avoids talking about in his own book. Though, I mean, I I don't blame him. It's, mm, it's disturbing shit. Vile. Yeah, very vile. You have to give the guy some slack. He was raised in a sad and weird environment, and, I mean, he's Pete Townsend still, so... Though, no matter how fucked up it was, it didn't stop him from ramping up the Pete Townsend guitar super rock god persona post-haste. Huh? Ramping? What kind of nonsensical drivel is that? The nonsensical type that you're going to get without a Google search, clown. <sighs> now, now, it may have just been my reading of it, but it seems like the story Pete Townsend really wants to tell is about how kick-ass he is. It's almost a subtextual boasting throughout the whole fucking thing. Though, to be fair, I mean, Pete Townsend has done a lot of awesome fucking shit. He's a rock star. So maybe he was just trying to get to the meat so that he thought, you know, the meat he thought people wanted to chew on. I know how he feels. Ah. Uh, yeah, I see what you did. Mm. Huh. Yeah. Early on, he has his friend Jimpy, who accompanied him to see the movie Rock Around the Clock in 1957, which changed his life forever. A lot of people's lives. <laughs> what kind of absurd name is Jimpy? It sounds like a quaint name for denigrated cripples. Whoa, whoa, Riddler clone. Ease up on the assholishness, man, especially towards disabled people. It was post-war Britain. People had a lot of weird nicknames back then. Your insolent tone vexes me, but I'll allow it until I get what I need. Gee, thanks, Quinto. Jimpy and Pete got all amped up about guitars after seeing the movie, but they didn't have access to a guitar, so Jimpy, dad, knocked one together for him, homemade style. It was a turd, but Pete managed to, you know, pick out a tune on it, pick out a tune on one of its strings, so... How is any of this boasting, Cretan? Asshole. What was that? Nothing, Prick. The boasting is in the telling. It seems only he could manage to pick out a decent tune on the thing. And lo and behold, everyone, including Jimpy, goes fucking wild about it. I see. That kind of thing tends to pop up a good bit. At least when I read it. Like like him claiming to invent stacking amps on top of each other. You know, i.e. The, the Marshall stack. Or the first to really use guitar feedback in a performance-enhancing way? Aggrandizing the hell out of letting a guitar squeal? I mean, he says, and I'm quoting here, As I raised the stuttering guitar above my head, I felt I was holding up the bloodied standard of endless centuries of mindless war, explosions, trenches, bodies, the eerie screaming of the wind. I had made my choice. For now, it would be music. End quote. Eh? He says Gustav Metzger inspired him. Later, he claims to be the first to use the internet for music, and also the first to use the stereo flange effect, and he hints that he had ideas about white noise synthesizers, and oh, and he also invented the uh, guitar talk box effect. Uh, I see. Yeah, he, he's a fucking, I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck that is, it's a lot of claims. Plus, he tends to crack on other artists, too, which, you know, I got a kind of superiority feel from it. Though it might be more like a superiority complex, probably, given his 
you know, childhood. Shit like saying Elvis sounded corny. And I quote, a drawling dope singing about dogs, unquote. Man, he said he just didn't get it. Which, okay, that's understandable. Not everyone gets Elvis. Though, he did amend that saying he missed out on Elvis's quote, masterful releases like That's Alright Mama and Heartbreak Hotel. He said he had to come in directly on Hound Dog and Love Me Tender, a song that made him want to vomit, unquote. I want facts, <sighs> not opinions, you temporarily breathing corpse. Well, ain't that a shame, Quan Dickerton. Maybe kidnap a Pete Townsend expert next time. Fuckface. Summon! You're, you're trying my patience. Go on. Alright, facts. His grandmother bought him his first guitar. It was on the wall of a restaurant her friend owned. His first decent guitar, however, was bought in his parents' junk shop for three pounds. It was made in Czechoslovakia. Blah, 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 blah. It was made in Czechoslovakia. It had a thin, pleasing tone. It was around this time that he met John Entwistle, who would become the bass player for The Who. They played in a band together called The Confederates. He was only 12, but the rest of the guys were teenagers, so... He played guitar in this band? No, he did not. What? Banjo. He played the banjo. He played the banjo. What's wrong with that? That was a regular thing for skiffle bands in the 60s, man. I'm not interested in banjo playing Pete Townsend Cretan. Well, John Entwistle played trumpet... So he wasn't doing the fucking bass thing either. The thing is, Quiznos, for real, I'm not sure you even know what you can use. The less you know, the better, buffoon. Look, I get you're going for the whole ruthlessly evil shtick. But listen, I'm trying my best here. I'm trying to recount, to the best of my knowledge, a book I read about Pete Townsend while in a stressful dream about a Riddler knockoff fucking with me, man. You, you can take it or you can leave it, fucknuts. I'll take it, for the moment, till I wring from you what I require. Then I may just wring your neck, period. If this wasn't a dream, and I wasn't lashed to this chair, fucking... You and I, we... We'd not be in the same building, because you're pretty crazy and I don't hang out with crazy. Well, not a lot of crazy. Some, okay, I hang out with some crazy. But not your kind of crazy, because that would be fucking crazy. Pete Townsend. Keep the grumbling to yourself, Chief. This requires concentration. You're the worst. Pete Townsend met Roger Daltrey, the future singer of The Who, after he won a playground fight with a Chinese boy, which is a weird way to be introduced to anyone ever. Pete thought Roger, who had been expelled from school earlier for smoking, fought dirty. And when he told him as much, Roger came over to him and forced him to retract. With a, you know, I imagine he's like, Fucking say it again, Pete Townsend! Say it again, motherfucker! Anyway, he met Keith Moon at one of their shows at the Old Field Hotel in Greenford. Pete called him an eccentric player that seemed to be showing off all the time. Hmm. Pointing sticks up in the air and leaning over the drums, face thrust forward as if to be near the front of the stage. Oh, the first time he hooked up with a girl was also the first time he ever got high. That's pretty interesting. Though the book lets you know it wasn't the last time for either. Hmm? Roger or Keith? What? Roger or Keith? No. Pete. We're talking about Pete. Keep up. That's all just simple trivia. The real meat and potatoes is the subtext, I'm telling you. Pete Townsend is very egotistical and very fucking broken in a lot of ways. 
Hello? Hello? I'm taking notes. You're not recording this? The mic's right here. That apparatus is for your idiotic comfort, fool. It will be destroyed after you die. Eh, that's fair. Though, I mean, you could transcribe the recordings before you destroy them. But hey, you supervillain any way you like. And possibly leave behind evidence linking me to your fetid corpse. Your misguided attempt at thinking operates on the underestimation of my abilities. I do appreciate your deference. However, leave the deeper thinking to those more qualified. And so this warehouse is unsettling. Do you rent or own? It's none of your concern, corpse. Quiet! God, I'm just saying, if you own, this might be a nice passive income while you plot to mildly annoy a city. You know, you could rent it out for murder-themed parties, mafia-style executions, a dismal bar mitzvah. There, caught up. Your idiotic blathering indicates you're not nearly as afraid as you should be. I know, because as I've been saying, this is a dream. It is not. Sure it isn't. A wannabe Batman villain abducts, his words now, an insignificant nobody to give him information about Pete Townsend for use in riddle clues as part of a criminal plot to destroy the world. Batman is a fictitious mental patient. Batman is what you got hung up on? I can assure you the situation you find yourself in is very real and dire. I am not a poor man's Batman villain, and you are in very great peril. Peril? Seriously, who talks like that? Your executioner speaks this way. So the last words I'll hear will be annoying. That's something to look forward to. It's the uh, 2010s, man. Is that that never seems right to me. That's, what's the right way? We're in the teens. The two twenty teens. Teens. Where? Fuck. Where was I? It. It doesn't. Pete Townsend, uh, a man who name drops a lot. It's a little much at times. For like, take for instance his introduction of Keith Moon to his life story here. He goes out of his way to mention that they went through a few drummers before him, one of which is Mitch Mitchell, who went on to play with Jimi Hendrix. Fucking why? Who kn- You know why? You'd figure the focus would be on Keith Moon, not shoehorning in a famous name to bolster your rep, or whatever. He does this shit a lot in this book. Another time, he talks about a song that he gave to Paul Nichols, and adds in that David Bowie, then unknown, stopped him on the street to tell him that he liked it. He's a proud man. It's a little more than that, Quiznos. It's like compensation for something. Though for what? I have no idea. You might think that he was trying to heighten his work with The Who, but then he talks over and over again about how The Who was just a stepping stone or hobby until he found something better to do. Perhaps he did have something better. He didn't. The Who was and is what he's known for and always will be. Seriously, it's like it's like you and being a horrible supervillain copy, Qantas. I temper my rising anger with the knowledge you'll cease to breathe soon. Right, Questo. All in all, Pete's a complicated guy. There's the cheating on wives, near constant drinking, his depression. There's a lot going on with him. He's led an interesting life, and his problems have informed every part of it. Especially the kiddie porn part. His pedophilic tendencies are intriguing. It's hard to explain. It's... Then explain. It's what I'm keeping you alive for. Temporarily. 
Okay. Pete was abused as a child. Or so I infer. Regardless, during the Internet's early years, he was exploring his emotional and psychological issues. On the Internet. I liken it to hitting up WebMD when you think you have a cold and discovering you have colon cancer instead. Yet again. Well, well, he came across disgusting things being done with children, as the internet back then was a lot less, uh, shielded? Anyway, he took it upon himself to gather information to help those children. Kind of an early internet kitty porn fighting vigilante. Long story short, uh, he thought he put a credit card number in the wrong site. You know, at the wrong time. And anyway, he turned himself in before the cops came beating down his door. Now, the question is whether you believe him or not, it's for the individual to decide. This subject matter is abhorrent. Right. No, it's, yeah, no, it's heavy. Mm. But on a, look, on a lighter note, he does give a lot to children's charities, and he even helped to facilitate the creation of the movie The Iron Giant uh, via a musical he helped develop. And animated movies a lot of folks still love the fucking shit out of. I mean, I, a lot. Action figures and things, I think. I saw somebody with a statuette of a... Fucking... No! You know what? My itchy ass just made me realize I haven't been struggling near as much as I should have been. Resistance is futile in this situation. Wait. No. Wait. Wait. Are these... Are these bungee cords? Did you tie me up with bungee cords? You... Wait, you did! Wait, you did! I just have to stroke... Yeah! Yeah! Yeah, I just need to pull... Stretch... Stretch... Getting out of this shit, bitch! Get out! Should you leave your chair, you are... I'm standing up now, you dumb son of a bitch! The room you're in is quite inescapable. This door was unlocked? You dumb prick? I mean, good for me, but shit. You're a supervillain. I can assure you, your attempts at escape are all for nothing. Oh, a poorly lit horror movie hallway. How convenient. Normally, I'm not one for confrontation in places that look like a horror movie. But for you, I'll give it a shot. I'll find you soon enough, and then shit's getting thrown at you, fucker. Hard. Well, jeez. Jesus, fuck. There's shit laying in the hallway. Who the hell keeps property in this condition? Man, look, someone could kill themselves before your nefarious plot reveals itself. This walking around blind shit is ridiculous. Hire a cleaner or something, asshole. Wander at your poorly lit leisure, dead man. You dick. Speaking of blindness, you know Pete Townsend pissed off Stevie Wonder by thinking he couldn't play a man with sight? That's preposterous. (laughs) Yeah, they considered him for the role of the pinball wizard. In the movie version of Tommy, their musical album movie thing... Pete thought it would be insulting. 
to have a blind man play a person with sight. But he thought it would be an insult to Stevie Wonder. Stevie didn't see it that way. He thought Pete was just being a dick. Like you're being a dick. You dick. Soon you will meet your doom and take your childish insults with you to oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. <laughs> Pete Townsend once spent $40,000 on cocaine during a tour. Around the same time, he lost $50,000 to a fashion model in L.A. He never got it back. He did write the song, Did You Steal My Money? And hoped it would be a big earner to try and uh, half-ass get the money back. That bit could come in handy. How was that? Perhaps a variation of this. There once was a rich man. He walked out of his room and left a $20 bill on the table. When he returned, it was gone. First, he asked the maid if she had seen the money. She said she had found it and put it under a book. When they looked, the money wasn't there. He then asked the butler. He said he put it between pages 32 and 33. So he opened up the book and looked, but it was not there. However... After looking in the book, the rich man knew who stole the money. Who was the thief, and how did he know? The butler. Easy. I said it would be a variation of it. You son of a bitch. You never thought to ask why I didn't panic when you rested your moronic hulking mass from that chair. It was because I was never in the building, simpleton. <laughs> I should have known. Taped a cell phone to a microphone? Oof. Man, you really are a genius. Is it weird that I wish I'd been kidnapped by someone smarter? Whip all you like. Soon your time will come. Yeah, I'll take my chances, Quispy. For now, I have to hang up on your tape gadget and call the cops. How do you intend to call the... Oh. <clears throat> I, I see. Yeah. You're stupid, stupid. Cosmic jokes abound. Before I go, though, I have to ask. What my devious intentions really are? What ultimate goal of the villainous stratagem I've set in motion is? Fuck you talk a lot. Is there a Denny's nearby? All this Pete Townsend shit has me hankering for an English muffin. Oh. Oh. And some moons over my hammy. You disgust me. Yeah. See you in the lineup, generic Riddler. My name is Quan... Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of Elton Reads a Book a Week. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed making it. Hey, if you've hung out this long, I implore you to contribute to the podcast on patreon.com slash Elton Reads a Book a Week. That's all one word at the end there. All contributions go back into the podcast for better equipment, which is really, which would really be helpful. <clears throat> maybe even eventually guests, if I can convince them to come on and maybe do some characterization. I don't know. Fuck something. You know, hell, maybe, you know what? Maybe even you, uh, as a Patreon contributor, maybe you can be a featured character in the podcast. Wouldn't that be fun? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. 
I'm uh, oh, I'm at Twitter at uh, Elton Reads a lot. It's all one word. And on Instagram at Elton Reads a Book a Week. Again, one big long ass word. So um, be sure to. Jesus Christ, can I speak for once like a normal person? No. No, my brain's not going to. Be sure to like the Elton Reads a Book a Week Facebook page, which is at uh, facebook.com. Elton Reads Too Much. Tell me books you'd like me to read and turn into these, whatever these are. Help me come up with a description for the podcast because that's a pain in the ass and I'm not really sure I, I probably don't do it right. All right. <clears throat> Seriously, though, like it, add it, share it, you know, all the social media shit stuff if you don't like cursing thanks again for listening and when you have uh, when you have the time read a book huh for real this time read a book don't let them die out right later thank you